This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Excuse me, man. I why do I cough every time before we come on this thing? <coughs> it gets me every time. I don't know what it is, but ahaha! We are live. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Rafino's rants, I it's gonna be big tonight. Why, more than the wins and losses to some extent, the culture around LSU needing to change and Brian Kelly having to change that is of the utmost importance to some extent. Now, winning cures all, and I understand that, but Stephen A. Smith on his show this morning on First Take called out Brian Kelly, said the administration is calling for him. They don't like him. He's not a fit in Louisiana. That's only coming from one source. I will tell you who and why Stephen A. Smith is saying that. I invited Stephen A. on the show. Obviously, we're a little bit smaller than Stephen A. Hashtag make small podcasts great again. We will, though. And Pooh Bear. That's Pooh Bear's uh, Twitter name, if y'all are wondering. But... We will call Stephen A. Smith out here tonight. Now, I will tag this at the end of the show. We will post it. I am going to call him out because this has got to change. Stephen A. Smith does not have a lot of sourcing around LSU. It's coming from guys from inside of ESPN that have been or a part of LSU currently. 
We'll mention that off the top. Florida presents a unique challenge to LSU. We'll break that down. They're a little banged up, especially along the offensive line. Former UL or ULL offensive lineman and transfer or Cyrus Torrance uh, may be questionable for the game. We'll mention on that tonight. If LSU can stop Florida here, they're going to win uh, in Gainesville. Our Florida guest had to reschedule, and he will be on with us Saturday morning in the SEC. So it might just be us tonight. <laughs> you know, sometimes things come up. Um, so nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, it, it's probably just going to be us here tonight. It's all good. Uh, also, after we get through everything LSU, we will hop over to the SEC. Guys, I let me tell you this. You're going to call me crazy. You're going to call me crazy. Okay? Can three teams make... The, can three SEC teams make the playoff? I don't think that they will, but should they? You're going to want to stick around for that. Can LSU still have a fighting chance in that? Yes, technically they do, but I don't think that they'll get there. That's nevertheless. We'll talk about Georgia, Tennessee, and Alabama here tonight. Why three of them could push for that spot, but you need this specific scenario to play out. And then to end the show tonight, a showdown in the boot or in New Orleans, I should say. Let me say this. Why are y'all turning on Joey B? Oh, I'm a Saints fan. I can't like Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase content this week. Come on, dude. Come on. Don't be one of those dudes. You want the Saints to win? So do I. So do I. I also want Joe Burrow to throw for 350 and three scores. I just want either Andy Dalton or, or, or Jameis Winston to throw for 405 TDs. There's a difference. Come on, dude. Come on, dude. Stop it. All right. Pooh Bear, we already got our first... Pooh Bear, we got to make a shirt about shaving a cat. We we got to, because I'm about to get to these comments. The first thing I see right here is from Ty Boudreaux, who says, furball from shaving cat. That lady still... I forget her name. She still hits me up every once in a while. That Blake, that's still not my cat. You can't put a profile picture on Facebook of you and a cat and it not be your cat. And then, and then I came out here. She told me to stop yelling or something. And I said, well, shave your cat. Or I don't even remember how it happened. Either way. Uh, Edwin says, sweet intro. That's not me, man. That's Pooh Bear. I didn't do that. Y'all think I can do shit like that? No. Uh-uh. Bro, I, I can't. I don't I don't have the patience. He has more patience than me. He's got, you know. Maybe you, Pooh, do you learn that when you have more children, more patience? Does that come with time? No? Okay. Oh, man. Uh, Chance Babin says, y'all getting all fancy with pre, uh, pre-show pre animation. Again, not me. Not me. Uh, Brandy Blake says, yo, Stephen A. Smith, you here or not? No, he didn't. He didn't respond. I even reached out to his agency group. Um, they also didn't respond. I get it. I get it. But I would love for him to come on. I would love to challenge him here. I mean, I know Paul Feinbaum kind of set him in his place, but it, it's, it's deeper because, listen – 
if you missed it, and I'll talk about this out of the break, Stephen A. said that the administration was getting mad at Brian Kelly. Well, no, they're not. I mean, I started making phone calls today just to be like, look, I know this is a stupid question, but look, Stephen A. Smith isn't somebody that's just like, he's got a couple hundred thousand like followers on Twitter or Instagram. This dude's got millions and millions of followers. I don't think Stephen A. understands sometimes that his words carry a lot of weight. Now, he can be a blowhard, and he can say really crazy things, but I, I, I still, as much as some people either love or hate Stephen A., he does have a lot of sourcing. Like, he knows what he's doing, and quite honestly, where he's getting that from comes from one person that's a, a co-worker of his. Y'all know who that is, and I know who that is. We'll talk about that. But saying Brian Kelly this, and he's doing this wrong and that wrong after six games, guys, come on. You're not saying that shit about Lincoln. I mean, not Lincoln. Uh, Brent Venables. Didn't say that about Sark. You didn't say that about Saban when he went six and six. I, I mean, there's there's parts of this man that's just a little bit chaotic. And why sometimes, man, you just got to tell some former players you're not welcome here. It is what it is. If I, I'm not even going to read this. I, if I agree with crying belly again this week, Pooh Bear, on this show, I'm going to vomit. I, I, I'm going to vomit. Let's see what he says, though. He says, those national media people just draw up narratives and run with it and then throw it away and deflect when people call them out and take no responsibility or follow up when they're wrong. I got to vomit. I don't feel good. <laughs> I, I don't feel good. I don't know what's got crying have you gotten a girlfriend or something you know like it what's changed did you get a new haircut did you go out to the club and girls start shaking it you know shaking their their tail feathers at you i mean what's happened what's happened jeff says big will gonna be pushing florida's d-line yeah we'll talk about that tonight um brian kelly did obviously um dropped a massive bomb today on the sec teleconference when Michael Cobble asked him a question about the offensive line. Uh, Will Campbell is back. Will Campbell is back, guys. That's absolutely massive. Absolutely massive uh, for them. Uh, Tracy says, Marcus Spears needs to put Stephen A. in his place. I think that M Marcus Spears will. I don't think Ryan Clark will. This uh, And what I'm going to say about Ryan Clark here tonight has nothing to do with anything outside of football. It has everything to do with LSU and football. Everything else, I'm not touching. We're talking strictly sports. So regardless of how you feel about Ryan Clark, positive or negative, listen, bud, you got to be careful with what you say. You can't just spew out baseless, uh, baseless opinions and think that they're facts when you don't know. Buddy, you're not here. You're not covering it on a day-in, day-out basis. And I'm not getting a lot into Ryan Clark. I'm just saying what Stephen A. says has to has to carry weight, and it has to be talked about. He can't do that. He can't do that. Brandy Blake says, "Bruh, I'm telling you, bro. Some Pooh Bear. Very quickly, I'm bringing you up, Pooh. Has something happened with Crying Belly? His takes have been pretty good. I, I mean." Does he have a woman in his life? What, on the scale of 1 to 10, how confident do you think Crying Belly's got a woman in his life? You're going to go. Hot eight. 
That's I'll, a hot eight. I'm telling you. I'm he's, telling he's, you. He got he got a new new in his life. Be careful though; they can be crazy. <laughs> I'm not touching that. Get my big ass to the break. I'm not touching that. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. I want nothing to do with it. I want nothing to do with it. Uh, Brian Kelly's red face on YouTube says Big Will. Yeah, Will Campbell is back. Uh, Roderick Dugas says huge in my Trump voice in reference to Campbell coming back. Yeah, it's massive. It's massive. Austin Johnson says he got him a pair of them lemon pepper steppers. No, he's not that cool. He's not that cool. He doesn't have a riding lawnmower. He doesn't have lemon pepper steppers. He doesn't, you know, wear New Balances. No. Maybe he wears New Balances, but not the dad New Balances. No, 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 no. Uh, Lloyd on Facebook says, people having a right to their own opinions, everyone pays their bills pretty much. Yeah, but listen, this society gets mad when the media says something wrong, but when somebody else in the media calls them out for it and checks them on it with facts that aren't opinions, then what? So there is an issue in our society holistically when it comes to the opinions not not bringing fact. He can have his opinion, but he didn't say it was an opinion. He said, I am hearing X, Y, and Z, which means he's going pretty much on Twitter and saying sources. Yada, 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 yada. You would eat us alive if that didn't come to be true. Right? You would, you would rip me a new one if what if I went on Twitter right now and said sources, X, Y, and Z, regardless if it's true or not, and if you don't believe it because, oh, it hurt your little stupid feelings, if it's true or not, you're going to believe what you want to believe. Do, it doesn't matter what I say. Want to know why a lot of good people in the media don't report right news? It's because you rip them alive for the truth. Well, you called somebody a liar. Well, today, Junior, spit it out and stop stuttering. All right. Kevin says, Harold Perkins goes off this weekend. I'm calling it now. I hope he does, Kevin, honestly. I hope he does. Uh, Brandon Graziano, the Italianas are in the building, Poobah. A spaghetti, let me eat the ballers. He says he got him some of that shade cat. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, Italians, they they come with those sexual references. They can't help themselves. They can't help themselves. Mark Spell says AYS challenge a hundo to anyone brave enough to shave Mike the Big Cat. I'm not paying that. I'm not getting involved in that. Nuh-uh. Uh-uh. Nope. Mm-mm. You ain't bringing my big ass to jail. Uh-uh. Nope. Y'all can call Peter on somebody else. All right. Let's get this thing rolling, man. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. So many of you are watching this live right now here on Facebook. Do us a favor. Stop, collaborate, and listen. Do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to all those Facebook groups. Share to your social media pages. If... You're listening to us on YouTube, and you haven't subscribed yet already. We, um, I announced this last night. I'm going to start announcing it uh, a lot tomorrow. I'm going to put this on social media as well. We're doing a $300 gift or $300 giveaway if you get us to 5,000 subscribers. 
by November the 1st. One lucky subscriber will get $300 and maybe multiple if you're able to prove to us that you get more than at least maybe like five people to subscribe. You'll be in the drawing for that. So subscribe, hit the notification bell, all of that good stuff. If you're listening to us on TuneIn app, XM Radio, all that, rate, review, subscribe, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we greatly, greatly appreciate it. Hit the like and share. Hit the like and share. Do it now. But let's get to a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Stephen A., bro, you can't do it. Let's talk about good friends over at GM Varno & Sons and BetOnline.ag. We return in one minute. We got a lot to discuss with LSU and their attempts to go to Gainesville and beat Florida. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Varno & Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno & Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, Blake Rafino, sit you on by. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. So listen, I'm just going to clarify and make everything well known. That way, if you're missing it and or if you did miss it, you're not missing anything uh, on this Stephen A. Smith thing. All right, let's get this thing rolling, y'all. Um, so today on ESPN's first take, now look, let's call it what it is. Stephen A. Smith is one of, if not one of the biggest figures that ESPN has. And I think, and look, a lot of people don't like Stephen A. And I get that. A lot of people either do or don't. You have your feelings about Stephen A. It is what it is. But he's still a very big public figure. I don't think that Stephen A. says things sometimes, you know, when he's serious, he's serious. But Today, he brought up Brian Kelly because he was talking to Paul Feinbaum. And I'm paraphrasing because I can't bring up the video because Disney and ESPN would hit us with a copyright. Or I would play the video so that you could hear what Stephen A. said. But in theory, today, Stephen A. Smith brought up that Brian Kelly is in a situation where the fans, the administration... People around him, coaches, players, don't like him. That it's not going well. That he doesn't fit the culture. 
there are so many things to break down in all of that. There's so many things to talk about in that. And yes, I'm going to get loud. I'm going to say what I got to say on Stephen A. First and foremost, guys, the administration at LSU, whether it be President William Tate, whether it be Scott Woodward, whether it be anybody in the athletic department, whether it be mega boosters, whatever it may be, guys, they're not out on Brian Kelly. They just got out of a very toxic relationship with Ed Orgeron. Now, Ed brought LSU a natty in 2019. A lot of those people still really like Ed as a person. Ed is a hard person not to like off of the field. He really is. Ed's a good dude. Have spoke with him. In my opinion, I think Ed Orgeron's a really good dude. Head football coach for long sustained success, not so much. Guys, Brian Kelly is six games into his LSU tenure. And every time something goes wrong, every time something goes wrong, they're at his neck. No pause. They're always talking negatively about him. But what they don't talk about, what they don't talk about is, hey, well, how did Brian Kelly beat a 5-1 and Mississippi State team? Really good team. So even though Ed Orgeron left LSU in a little bit of shambles, they beat the second team in the SEC West. Well, how did they do that? Well, because Brian Kelly's just a really damn good coach. And he's going to get things rolling. Guys, You, we may go 7-5 and five this year. We may go 8-4 and four this year. You hit those marks, it's still a decent season depending on where we're coming from. I, I mean, I didn't know, I, personally, as me saying LSU going 8-4, and four, I didn't expect much more of LSU to do that. I, I really didn't. Here's not the problem. With, here's the problem with me, though, with what Stephen A. Smith said. Because I do believe Stephen A. Smith heard it from somewhere. I don't think that he randomly made it up. But for me, the culture around LSU has got to change more than anything. There's always this national spotlight and media spotlight around LSU that, oh, this, you know, this is a problem. That's a problem. They got problems here. They got problems there. And majority of the time, they don't tend to be true. LSU fans know this pretty well and would love to have Ryan Clark on to debate this if he would want to. There have been issues around LSU that circle around Ryan Clark. He, he can deny them all that he wants to. That is the truth. Like it, love it, or hate it, I don't know the reasons as to why, but it is of my opinion, opinion, not fact, I don't know this, that Ryan Clark may be spewing some of these things around ESPN that aren't true. Guys, the administration does not want to fire Brian Kelly six games in. You're not in a situation like Oklahoma with Brent Venables. You're not going to be in a situation like Oklahoma this season, in my opinion. Brent Venables seems to have been a little bit over his head. Just a little bit. Brian Kelly's not going anywhere. LSU's not paying him another $80 million to leave. Nor do they want to. So when you come out, when Stephen A. comes out and says, basically, sources, the administration is going very, growing very thin with Brian Kelly in the way that he does things. No, they're not. Because, guys, the truth is, we would have heard it by now. We would have heard it by now. And I think this, 
goes to every LSU fan that's out there that's listening to this and will listen to this. Guys, you got to give Brian Kelly time. You have to give Brian Kelly time to do what he does. You know, for, for me, for me, when I look at a bowl game and you getting beat by Kansas State when you have 30-something scholarship players that are available and you're starting uh, true, fre- or true freshman walk-ons and you have a wide receiver at quarterback, for you to beat the second team in the SEC West the following season, guys, I think it's an accomplishment. The season's not over yet. Guys, there's a very strong chance, I would say over a 50% chance, that you walk into Gainesville, now not higher, that much higher than 50%, but there's a really good shot and a really good chance you go into Gainesville and you beat them. Okay? So everything starts changing. Everything starts turning if you leave Gainesville with a win. LSU's 5-2. and two. You have the remaining teams that are on your schedule. UAB, Texas A&M, those are winnable games. Then it starts looking like, okay, well, if LSU can find a way to beat an Arkansas or an Ole Miss and they go eight and four, maybe they pull a rabbit out of the hat. Maybe they pull a rabbit out of the hat. Maybe they can, you know, the only game they lose from here on out is Alabama. Things start training in a right way. But I will tell you this, if like, and I said this on the show all offseason, every single episode offseason, if Brian Kelly got LSU to nine wins this year, he deserves to be considered for coach of the year. That was my God's honest opinion. I didn't think this team was SEC championship worthy or even getting there. And this is not a slight at Brian Kelly. It's not a slight at this team. They have some great young men on that team. Guys that work hard. Is there a little dysfunction when it comes to play calling and execution? Yes. That's not a culture issue, though. Lack of execution isn't always a culture issue. Guys, when you when you have a coach like Brian Kelly or Nick Saban or Dabo Sweeney or Kirby Smart or or or, or and I hate to even say it like this, but it's just kind of the truth, or even a Lincoln Riley. You have to buy into their process, and sometimes buying into the head coach's process takes some time. You know, we had Mike Jones on, Mike Jones Jr. Who? We had Mike Jones on this show multiple times during the offseason, and what we talked about with him is what I'm about to just tell you. Mike saying winning a national title at Clemson and now seeing the way that Brian Kelly coaches, it kind of just shows me that great and elite programs are all pretty much run the same. Having friends at Alabama, having friends at Ohio State when Urban Meyer was there, even with Ryan Day, great programs are run the same way. You have to build the culture and then get the talent and then the wins start taking care of themselves. Brian Kelly is not getting fired. Now, there were some people today that said, I'm creating creating drama. Well, when a national figure on e- at ESPN comes out and says, sources, the administration is not liking Brian Kelly and it's not true. Yes, that is headline. That is trending. That is big LSU news. 
Because if it were to be true, that means LSU's going to have to find $80 million to get him out of here. Or they're going to have to let him continue to coach. But it's not true. The only thing that LSU and Stephen A. and Paul Feinbaum and those Rudy Poos need to be talking about is simply, is simply how can LSU and Florida, who's going to win that game? But I got to be honest with all of you in here and all of you listening. I'm tired of the, oh, is our coach getting fired? Fire this guy, fire that guy. Guys, sometimes you got to let things play out a little bit. I, do I want LSU to lose by 30 to Tennessee at home? F no. F no. It pisses me off more than anything to watch LSU because, look, all biased aside, I try to be as non-biased as I can, sometimes to a fault, and sometimes I'm biased to a fault. Every LSU media member that's on this beat is fans of LSU. They are. <laughs> so call me a fan. Call me what you want. But it, it really pisses me off when you lose by 30 at home. But I also try to be realistic in saying you got to let things work a little bit. You know, it, it's kind of like, and since most of you live here and you're you're part of the culture, you're from Louisiana, you know what it takes to make a good gumbo. Now, Pooh Bear, it's National Gumbo Day. Did you know that? It's National Gumbo Day. To make greatness, you have to sometimes stir that roux for 45 minutes. It takes time. It takes perfection. It also takes experience. So the bottom line and the thing that I'm trying to say is this. Give him time for crying out loud. Give him time. Uh, Perry Delahousse, uh, Glenn Gilbo's not on this beat anymore. He's not on this beat anymore. Pooh Bear says, I don't trust everybody's gumbo. That's my point. That's my point. Glenn Gilbo's not on the beat, guys. He works for OutKick. My only thing in this is saying, my only thing in this is saying, is sometimes you got to close your doors to some people. And I, if it were me, if it were me, and I would love to have this conversation with him, he doesn't have to come on here. We can have it all fair. I, I don't really care. I would love to have a conversation with Ryan Clark. I would love to have a conversation with Bud. What, what's the problem? What's the problem? Because I, there are things that I do know to be fact, and some of the things you do say and your actions behind them aren't that great. Player ops out. Then he's training with your, your conditioning staff. It's kind of a bad look a little bit. Telling kids to opt out. Now, that was back in 2020, and I understand that. But now, all of a sudden, you, one of your right-hand dudes and a guy that you just brought on the Pivot podcast is now saying, I'm hearing from sources. Stephen A. has never said anything remotely about sources in LSU. And I guarantee you, Swagoo ain't out there telling him that. I promise you that. There's not a there's not a soul alive. I made probably 15 phone calls. Hey, bro, you told to Stephen A. Smith? No, why? You you didn't hear what he said? No, I, I didn't. Okay. Be careful. All right, let me say this, and we'll get to some of these comments. 
There is a in, in transitioning here. There is um well, let me say this. Peyton MC says Paul Feinbaum stood up for Brian Kelly. Yeah, and listen, and you might you might not like like a Joel Klatt, but like on Colin Cowherd's show today, they have a college football graphic. Brian Kelly's on it. It's Saban, Kirby, Day, and Brian Kelly. That's their graphic. That's that's the kind of coach that you have, right? Like he's not a bad coach. He can't coach in the SEC. He can't win big games. Yes, he can, and he will. You know who never. You know. You know who else couldn't win big games before coming to LSU? Nick Saban, Les Miles, Ed Orgeron. Uh oh! I hope my computer don't break. It's making some weird buzzing noise. Pooh, I hope the desktop don't break down. If if not, just uh, finish the show and <laughs> we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. Uh, let me say this, though. Let me say this before we get to some of these comments. Um, Florida brings a very unique challenge to the table this Saturday. Man, when I watch him, and now listen, their best offensive lineman, Osiris Torrance, who played at UL, who's now at Florida, uh, is questionable for this game. We'll find out. Join us Saturday morning. We're I have, I, I think it's you know I think he's going to try to give it a go, but I don't know how confident they feel that he's going to be able to go. We'll see. He might be able to. I, I don't know. I think that this is a big game for Osiris Torrance and one that he really wants to play. Talking to people around St. Helena, and you guys know that we live around here. Talking to one of his family members today, they told me that he really, really, really wants to tee this one off. And I don't blame him. You're playing against your home state team. Um, so we'll see. But, man, they run the football really well. They run the football really well. Let me tell you how well they run the football and their commitment to it. Guys, Tennessee had five sacks and 15 tackles for loss against Florida when they played each other. Let me say that again. Tennessee had five sacks and 15 tackles for loss, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I did pull it up, and I'm pretty sure I'm correct or close damn near to it. And they stayed with the running game. The unique challenge is this. You... I, they're not an option team. They're not a wishbone option team. They're not anything like that. But what they do, do very well. Man, they're not going to get off their game plan. Billy Napier, to his credit, it's a lot le- like Les Miles in a way. If you're, you know, I hear a lot of Les Miles this week from people. Uh, Brian Kelly being Les Miles, it's not true. Man, b- 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 Billy Napier has a lot of those same tendencies when he is not going to deviate from his game plan. Guys, they are going to run the football. Get used to Trevor Etienne's name. Get used to Montrell Johnson Jr.'s name. Get used to Anthony Richardson's name. Carrying the football. They are going to run it right at you. However, it's of my opinion, I don't know, and they don't like to go a lot of tempo, I don't think that bodes well for them if they if they just want to line it up and play LSU like that. Anthony Richardson's coming off a 66-yard passing game, but I will tell you, 
don't take a lot of look into that because Jane Daniels had 80 yards la- uh, the week before Tennessee and then came back and threw for over 300. Sometimes goofy shit's just going to happen. And, and look, everybody's saying Anthony Richardson's not a good quarterback. Guys, this is what, his seventh start, six or seventh start? Give him time. Give him time. But, man, they're going to run the football. Madhouse is going to have to be very unique in how to stop it. They're going to run out shotgun, under center. They're going to go pistol. They're going to do zone reads. They're going to fake the zone read and throw a screen. Really and truthfully, Billy Napier's offense revolves around this. If you don't play disciplined football, and I say this every week, but we have a lot of great offensive play callers in this league. You saw one last week. It doesn't get better than what you saw last week. You're not going to face a better offense this season than what you saw a week ago. But if you don't play discipline and you play a lot like you did last week and you play the, this is my ball, I do what I want type of mentality, guys like Osiris Torrance is going to run you over. One thing that Florida does have, guys, they're physical up front. They are grinders. They will. They their goal is to just wear you down. You're gonna have to play Harold Perkins. You're gonna have to play Baskerville. You're gonna have to go to that big nickel package that they like to play a lot. You're gonna have to make tackles in space with guys like Jay Ward and Greg Brooks. You're gonna have to do that to win this week. And I think that LSU can win this week. I predict that they will win this week. Now, last week you didn't hear me make a score prediction, did you? Because I didn't have a lot of confidence when Will Campbell went down and Friday morning when I usually do my prediction, my, my score prediction, I didn't feel good about it. Or Wednesday afternoon, Friday afternoon, excuse me. I didn't feel good about it. Didn't feel about a good Saturday on the Saturday morning show. But you get Will Campbell back. Florida's got some defensive linemen and dudes up front that can really bust a grape. Getting Will Campbell back now, I don't know how much he's going to play. You know, I hope that he can go the entire game, but the, you know, the thing that he went through was really scary. Let's see how active he is. Now, one person did ask me what I very quickly what I thought the offensive line is going to be. Now, I do think it's going to be Will Campbell. I think they do start him. Will Campbell. I think you move Anthony Bradford to left guard. Miles Frazier struggled when he went to left guard. Charles Turner, and then the rest is the same. Charles Turner, Miles Frazier, and Emory Jones. I feel so much better having Will Campbell there. And look, Brian Kelly is is really making that unit, is going to make that unit a lot better. You do have guys like some Lance Hurd that's coming in. You got guys like Fitz West that's already on the team. You have guys that are going to be good. You just got to give them time. You just got to give them time. But nevertheless, I feel much better about this game against Florida than really. Look, I was nervous against Florida State. I was nervous against Mississippi State. I was nervous against Tennessee. I'm kind of just like, yeah, man, you should. You can go in there and you can go in there and beat them. You can go in there and beat them. Now, you know, last week LSU got into the hypo ball type of thing. They 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 did exactly what Josh Heupel makes teams do. They make you play out of your rhythm and out of your game. And nevertheless, you know, you can't win like that. They can win here if they just play their game. Don't worry about what Florida's doing. Play your game and you'll win. Okay. Uh, Riser on YouTube says, give the man a recruiting class at least before you start coaching from the couch or on the stands. Yeah, they're going to do that, man. 
they're going to do that. Stephen Fry, our good friends over at Fry Construction, guys, give them a call today at, <laughs> I should be able to pull this up at an instant, but I can't, uh, give them a call uh, at 337-457-5100, that's 337-457-5100, let them know that your good, good friend Blake Rafino sent you on by, but he says, immediate success is great and all, but the casual fan needs to take a step back and get a longer view of Brian Kelly's plan. You know, look, I see it. I hope, I wish others would too. I know some of you see it. I know some of you see it. Uh, Teresa on Facebook says, man, leave Daniels alone. They in there, poo, they in there talking about Jaden again? Hey, yeah, I'm not looking at it either. I'm not looking at it either. I don't have the, I don't have the time nor the energy. I don't have the time nor the energy. Colin Thibodeau says, got to beat Napier to quiet that corner of LSU fan base that wanted Napier to come come here. It's interesting. Guys, that's the headline. It's not, it's not um, LSU versus Florida. The, the, the media behind all of this is going to be, and, and somewhat it should be, and somewhat it should be, um, it's going to be Billy Napier versus Brian Kelly more than it is LSU versus Florida to some extent. Um, look, I don't think Scott Woodward worries too much about if LSU were to lose this game in year one, but I have a very strong inclination uh, that Scott Woodward really wants this one. He really, really wants this one. Because he don't want to keep putting up with the shit and hearing the shit uh, that people are throwing at him behind Billy Napier. And look, media too. Media too. There was a lot of people in the media that wanted Billy Napier and still do. And still do. Um, but yeah, it's going to... You, you got to... Um, you got to shut the crowd down. Uh, Todd Boudreaux says, if Tennessee beats Bama, then the loss doesn't look as bad. It's true. That's true. Dylan on Facebook says, Khan is a big BK guy. If you're talking about um, Cowherd, yeah, he is. He likes him some Brian Kelly now. OC on YouTube says, you can't coach a player into holding up to a big game, quote-unquote big game production, is a player thing, not a coaching issue. Can be. Can be. You know, look. <laughs> you know, I think Brian Kelly is going to, it's going to show that Brian Kelly somewhat overachieved at Notre Dame. Look at Marcus Freeman. You know, Marcus Freeman inherited guys an 11 win team. That culture and that, that, that team. They should be there. So what's the difference now? Now, Notre Dame's on a little bit of a run. Let's see if they can continue to win. Ant Marshall says they averaged 6.6 .6 yards per carry ru rushing the football. Man, that's insane. Over 200 yards per game. I'm telling you, if there's a coach right now that is a less miles type of dude in the sense of they don't deviate their game plan I promise you it's not Brian Kelly. Guys, you threw the ball 42 effing times last week. I don't know if you could would have thrown the ball 42 times 
under Les Miles in two games. Billy wants to run the football. Bottom line, you got to get ready for them to run the football right at you. If you're not ready, you're not ready for their pistol set, then you're going to be in trouble. By the way, I did hear today, which is kind of ironic, um, uh, I heard Walker Howard's had a really big day. Right, let me say this again. I've heard I've heard Walker Howard's had a really big week. Let me say this again. I've heard Walker Howard and some scout team and some things has maybe not scout, but you get what I'm saying. I heard I've heard he's had a really big week. Don't be surprised, man. Just telling you. Row, <laughs> man, I'm just telling you. Last time I said something, let me just say this very quickly. The last time I said something remotely like this about a backup quarterback or kind of got giggly like a little school, like a little schoolboy, was a guy by the name of Joe Burrow in 19. Now, Blake, stop talking about Joe Burrow in 19. I get it. You're right. Blake, stop it. And you're damn right. I shouldn't say stuff like that. I'm just telling you. Just telling you. Look at Mike Scarborough. Preach it, brother. He didn't listen to what I said. Or this is Buddy. They'll be live at 8 o'clock. You can go check out Mike Scarborough and them uh, as well. And Pooh Bear, them doing HBCU hour tonight. Correct, Pooh? HBCU hour, hour after following us. Uh, Chris Brownlee, dude getting snaps since last year. How many snaps he needs to be a consistent passer? Chris, that's an interesting conversation that you would bring up. What about Nussmeyer? How many passes does he need? How many passes did Burrow need? Speaking of Burrow, he's a below 50% passer. How many passes does he need? Chris, you're too. We're too fat to have quarterback conversations like that. Chris, the, the, but in all in all honesty, it's about 500 snaps. Chris, I'll give you a pro scout who's been with the Texans over, I think eight or nine years now, told me that they want a quarterback that has at least over 20 career starts. So, Chris, do 20. What would that be? Pook at least over a thousand attempts, right? If you, if you have 20 snaps, I mean, close to it, maybe over 1,000 attempts. Ant Marshall says they have experienced front seven. This is true. This is where Florida can beat you, too. Cox, Bernie, and Watson all are going to be a handful. And you your offensive line's got to have a big week. They have dudes, man. They have dudes. You know who they remind me a lot of? They have a better offense, though. They have dudes up front, maybe in a better offensive line, but defensively, they're going to give you the same kind of issues that Auburn did. They, guys, they are. They have guys up front. Look, the problem with listening to guys in the SEC or the listening to guys here and there and, and everywhere, this team's ass, this team's that. Guys, just because a team is ass or what, however you want to label them, they can still have really good dudes. They have some SEC bodies up front. For crying out loud, 
They have a young man that's 415 pounds and bench 225 over 30 times. Yeah, does he run like a molasses and like the day is long? Yes, but he could. He clogs up running lanes, and your center is 287 pounds. Pooh, do this math for me right quick. What's 415 divided, I mean, minus 287? 415 minus 287. That's how much poundage your, their nose tackle has on your center. It's the truth. All right, a couple more that I want to get a quick break, then I want to talk some SEC. Uh, Dwayne says, hashtag ask Blake. Harold Perkins better be playing. He will be. Absolutely made zero sense for him not to play. I understand the, um, Dwayne, I understand the, uh, and I'm with you. I'm with you. I don't know, and I think Brian Kelly makes a lot of sense when he says, look, I can't, we can't keep moving him back and forth. We want him to learn this position. There are, there is a sentiment that they did, they thought that what Tennessee did created some issues for him. They couldn't tell him, hey man, we know that you're learning. We know that you're learning this defense. They've been giving Harold Perkins specific assignments. And he's executed behind those specific assignments because he's that talented. Tennessee causes so many issues around you that that game might not have been the best for Harold Perkins. But I get you. I'm with you. I understand it. He's going to be on the field. He's going to be on the field. Um, Blake Quibido says Marshall is up 7-3 on ULL. Speak of the devil. Speak of the devil. Chris Brown Lee says Tennessee ain't beating Bama. Y'all need to chill out. Uh, Chris, want to bet on it? Oh, Pooh Bear already got you. <laughs> Pooh Bear already got you. Hey, uh, 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 Chris, give me the plus eight. I'll bet you on it. Uh-oh, we got a lot of... Is this, Pooh, did these side-eye emojis start coming in when I said about Walker Howard? Is this what this is? Look, I'm just telling you guys. I'm just telling you. I'm he- I- I'm hearing I- I'm hearing some things about Walker Howard. You know I don't play this if it's not big. That's what she said. I don't think that they're beating Bama either, Chris. But I just like getting your blood pressure so so high. Um, Pooh Bear says 128 pounds. God bless it. God bless it. <laughs> that's a whole middle schooler. Pooh, that's me in kindergarten. I ain't going to cap. I ain't going to lie. I don't know if I was 128 pounds in kindergarten, but maybe. Maybe. Uh, Ant says about 1,000 zaps. That's about right. That's about right. Uh, let me do this. I want to take a very quick break. I want Look, don't leave. I have an interesting thought process. Can LSU work their way into a New Year's Six Bowl, even if they're even, even if they're eight and four? I will tell you why they could. They're still in the prefaces of that. If they can win some games here and maybe get to eight and four because of the way it's going to slide it, I'm going to tell you what is very interesting behind this college football playoff coming up next. But let's talk about our good car, good partners over the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Guys, we'll be back in 40 seconds. Stay tuned. Don't go anywhere. I got an interesting thought. I want to get your opinions on it as well. Be right back. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption, 
into your family or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. Pooh Bear, I have a very interesting thought process. Let me share it with everyone that's in here. Now, everybody do us a favor. Hit the like and share right now. Do us a favor. Don't be a Rudy Pooh. Hit the like and share. Now, this guy, George Clay, on Twitter just made a fake profile. That's my mom, dude. Let me, let me, so PSA announcement. Let me just say this very quickly. If you fucking say anything about my family, whether it be on hero social media, I will slap the fuck out of you. Do you understand? My family is fucking off limits. Do you understand? I will slap the fuck out of you. Leave my family alone. Do you get it? Just because you, the, this guy who I think pretty sure I know who is making this fake profile, just because you cheat on your wife with your ex-girlfriend doesn't mean you got to do shit about what to my, my, to my family. Do not come at my family. I will dog slap the shit out of you. I will make you look like a bitch. Do not attack my family. All right. Stupid ass bitches. I apologize if you had kids around you, but you do not do that. Pooh, now, now I'm a little rattled. I'm just going to tell you, you could, you could say whatever you want about me. You do not fucking talk about my family. Do you understand? And I understand that there's some LSU fans that are mad at me and they're butthurt. Oh, I don't agree with your take. Grow up, Peter Pan. Grow up. Your takes are ass. You can think mine are too. It's football. It's football. It doesn't matter. Getting a little spat with this stupid little stuttering LSU fan today. It doesn't matter. All right. I got an interesting thought. Pooh, what if Tennessee does beat Bama this week? Okay. So the college football playoff has, obviously, we know four teams. But what if they don't? Let me give you a hypothetical. Let's say Tennessee doesn't pull it out and beats Alabama, but, or let's say they do beat Alabama. And then, hold on, hold on. I, now I'm, I'm rattled. Boo, <laughs> I'm rattled. Hey, they rattled my cage, man. That's why you don't check Twitter. That's why you don't check Twitter in the middle of your show, if you're wondering. Don't check Twitter. Um, 
Oh, man. And I had such a good thought, too. Let me check my notes. Let me check my notes. Okay, here we go. Here we go. What if, Pooh, what if Tennessee did beat Alabama this week and then lost to Georgia? Okay, what we would know is, is Tennessee's not getting the SEC championship game, right? Because Georgia would win the East. Alabama's obviously going to win the West unless Mississippi State ruins their plans, whatever. What I'm saying is, Tennessee's very interesting here. There's a very interesting dynamic with Tennessee. You beat Alabama, you lose to Georgia, you don't play in the SEC title game. It's a lot like Alabama that year that they lost to Auburn. Remember when Auburn was a two-loss team? Auburn went, played Georgia, lost. Alabama and Georgia got into it. It was the year that Tua came in. Let me ask you guys this. If there's three one-loss teams, and it, let's say Georgia's undefeated going in the SEC title, and God willing, Alabama beats Georgia in the SEC title game. And you got on playoff selection Sunday, on playoff selection Sunday, you have three one-loss SEC teams. Guys, that's a realistic thing. Tennessee can lose this week, and they can beat Georgia. Look, Georgia's been struggling a little bit. There's a lot of scenarios that can play out here. Let me say this, and you guys know that I have been a, a proponent for non-playoff expansion. I still kind of am. It is interesting, though. What's going to happen if you got a three-way tie in the SEC with three teams that have one loss? You can't keep Tennessee out. You can't keep a Georgia out. You can't, you're not going to keep out a one-loss Alabama team. It's a very interesting dynamic. If Georgia loses, can you? how are you going to keep out a one-loss Georgia team? Because what I will tell you is a one-loss Georgia team is better than USC. They're better than UCLA. I think that they're better than Clemson. For the playoff expansion nerds, this is Candyland. Just thought that that was interesting. Do you... Pooh, let me. Ask, I'm going to bring you up right quick, Pooh. Do you think that there's an interesting conversation here? That if there is three SEC teams with one loss, are they going to keep one of them out? I think you might be muted. I think, um, yeah, um, I think they shouldn't. Logic would say that the three best teams, right? Um, but for we we also know that money plays a big role. Texas A and M should have been in in twenty twenty. Let's let's be honest. Um, but instead, it was Notre Dame and Clemson. That's true. That's true. I I, I just can't I just can't go and get to a place where Pooh that you mm -hmm. leave one of those three teams out. And I could see them leaving Tennessee out. Maybe not oh, though. Yeah. Oh yeah. I maybe because dude, Tennessee's yearning. And let me tell you what ESPN loves. ESPN loves the team that hasn't been there, aka Georgia. Hey, look, Tennessee travels, man. It's big numbers. Tennessee's got a lot of people in it. So you do think that they would leave somebody out. They would only go two, is what you're saying. Yeah. I, I think they would. Um and Tennessee should have. I mean, they should travel. They've saved money for years. They hadn't done anything, hadn't been anywhere. Might as well save that money and go somewhere now. I mean, you didn't have a lot of bowl games to go to. 
I mean, they, I mean, they were going to Music City. What down the street? I mean, they, they Tennessee is literally um, when your you know mama say you got McDonald's money. Yeah, we do. It's in the bag. It's true. It's true. Okay, interesting. Maybe I'm wrong. You know, maybe I'm wrong there. Um, maybe I'm wrong there, but. Aunt, Aunt Marshall says this. I think this is pretty good. He says, if Tennessee beats Bama and loses to UGA, UGA beats Bama in the SEC championship game, Tennessee, UGA make the playoff. But, Aunt, let me ask you this. What if Bama beats Georgia? You know what I mean? Like, then you got three, like, then you you pretty much kind of have a one-way, a three-way tie, right? Like, I, I know that Bama would get in automatically. They're your, your SEC champ. But it's really interesting. You know, I don't ever really – and I don't think it's going to really play out that way, but it's just an interesting thing to think about. All right. Yes, guys, I'm sorry. I did get rattled. You just don't talk about my family, man. I'm I, That that will piss me off more than anything, especially from a burner account, especially when, you know, there were some things going back and forth on Twitter. That kind of shit irks my nerves, man. Do not talk about my family. And then you're going to do it during the middle of the show. While, you know, no, F you, bro. F you. I'm not, I'm not playing that. Okay. Uh, Resilient Few on YouTube says, Hooker is 25 years old. Dude should have been in the NFL five years ago. I don't know. Five years ago. Um, yeah. Danny, oh, Danny girl says, this isn't Candyland. It's Dreamland. What about our offense has proven that we have any shot being eight and four. Let's be realistic. Danny, I what? <laughs> what I said was Candyland. What I said was Candyland is that you have a new team that hasn't made the playoff. I mean, Pooh, am I missing something? Did I say being Candyland had anything to do with LSU being eight and four? I didn't even remotely come close to saying that. Um, I, unless I missed something. I, I mean, look, if if there if there's a wild way that you have three one-loss teams in the SEC, at some point you're going to have to have eight and four, nine and three. LSU got into a New Year's Six ball at being nine and three a couple of seasons ago. Now, I don't. it's a tall task for Tennessee. I mean, we'll see. But no. I said Candyland is for a new team to make the playoffs, especially if they're coming from the SEC. All right, let's get out of here, guys. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.